the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to the four o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live. I think all of us understand the importance of laughter and uh, the importance of those who can make us laugh. That's why I'm just delighted to welcome to the program. Anita Renfro from Atlanta, Georgia. She is the wife of a Baptist pastor. That should bring a lot of attention and fun anyway. Uh, she's been on Good Morning America, the Grand Old Opry. She's appeared on the early show, Fox and Friends, Inside Edition, Huckabee, and on and on and on. Anita Renfro, it is a delight and an honor to welcome you to the program. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Bob. I'm not sure I'm qualified to be on your show. <laughs> it said to think and discern. I'm like, man, I pretty much just bounce and bop, but okay, we'll <laughs> we'll give it a shot. That's all right. We'll give you an honorary entrance. It's, that's fine. I thank you. I uh, thank you. Well, you know... The body of Christ needs a belly button, so I think I'm qualified in that department. Well, amen to that. Uh, Anita is coming to the Columbus area for a girls' night out this coming Friday night at Genoa Church in Westerville, and tickets are still available. Uh, You can go to thewordcolumbus.com, thewordcolumbus.com, get your tickets right now. Uh, Anita, when did you first realize that you were funny? Well, I think I always had this, you know, little weird party going on in my head. Uh, but since I was raised independent fundamental Baptist, we weren't quite sure it was appropriate to let that party out. So <laughs> uh, if you know anything about that faith culture, we value um, theology and, uh, you know, I would say the, you know, legalism. Uh, it's like, I've got to whisper that. Um, but really laughs are not highly valued they we did value uh scripture memorization and music and so i was really good at a bunch of things but i just always had this little internal monologue going on about how life was and my observations and then i think possibly when i got married and had my first child and I heard him laugh for the first time. I think he's maybe three or four months old. You know, when they have that first real laugh, mm-hmm. it's not gas. And it delighted me so much uh, to hear his laughter. And I thought, oh, my goodness, is that how God feels about us when he, he hears his children laugh? If I, as an earthly parent, felt that much joy, then obviously God being divine and perfect really uh, must enjoy the sound of our laughter also. And so I thought maybe it's time to let a little bit of that party out. I started out in radio like you, Bob, I did morning drive time. And that was the first time I feel like anybody asked me to be funny on purpose. 
So I got a little taste of it there. And then as my children began to uh, grow and get older, uh, I was asked to lead worship at women's conferences. And they'd say, oh, you're so funny. What was that funny stuff you were doing? I said, talking? You know, like, I I think I might have been the last one to recognize that I could do comedy. Mm. A lot of really uh, kind people pulled it out of me a long time before I figured it out. So I had a nice slow, gentle ramp into doing comedy by just doing uh, just a little extemporaneous while I was stage leading worship. And then finally, I think the women's leaders were kind enough to say, hey, you know, we can get a lot of people to do some music, but we can't find anybody who's funny. Can you come back and just do the funny stuff next year? So I don't know if they were encouraging me in the comedy or trying to tell me I was a bad musician. I don't know which one. Well, your background and my wife and I's background, the same. Independent, fundamental Uh Baptist. Oh, yes. 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 And I I, I still am, but God delivered us from the legalism a long, long time ago, and I'm so grateful. Find freedom, yes, find the freedom, and still enjoy all of the great teaching that you got. Absolutely, that not to in any way denigrate that stripe of evangelicalism, but just to say it is a thing. Yeah, yeah. Thank God we're moving beyond that. What What do you do when you don't feel funny? I mean, you're well, you're about to hit the stage, and you just don't feel funny. What do you well, do? Here's the thing: I it doesn't matter if I feel funny. It matters if I've done the due diligence and have written enough funny stuff to get through when I don't feel funny. But to be honest, Bob, that has only happened to me maybe twice in 22 years, where I just was not. Uh, I didn't feel like blessing people with joy. Uh, and I, because, and I'll, and I'll put this in parentheses, that stage, that calling, that conversation that I'm having with an audience, and I really do feel like it's a conversation uh, about the joy of the Lord and about how life is weird and how uh, we can't take ourselves too seriously. You know, only eternity is serious. Everything mm-hmm. else is, you know, should be examined in the light of there's probably something funny about this. So I just live and report on real life. And honestly, I can't wait to get on that stage. It makes me so happy to stand there and share God's love and God's joy with people and remind us that laughter indeed does good like a medicine. Um, You know, that would be like saying to a doctor, Oh, what do you do on the days when you just don't feel like doctoring people? It's like, (laughs) no, that's my job. I love my job. So um, I, I, this, this coming weekend is another night where I get to stand on the stage and say, here, take your meds. All right. Girls night out is this coming Friday night at Genoa church in Westerville. You can get your tickets at the com. Very inexpensive. And there are still tickets left. The com. the com. girls night out. This coming Friday at Genoa Church in Westerville. Uh, what can the ladies expect if they've never been to a comedy concert? They've never heard of you. What can they expect this Friday night? Well, there's the baseline expectation of thank God COVID is not happening anymore, and we can get out of the house and gather together. So that that alone would be worth the price of the ticket. Everybody getting together. But it'll be a night of observational humor. I don't, I'm not a storyteller. I just talk about 
life. And you know, what's funny is I get so many people saying, how did you get in our van on, you know, on the way over here and record all the things we were talking about. But, um, I just have a, like I said, a weird mind. And, uh, I think people will be surprised at how universal all the comedy is. I do a lot of musical comedy, original songs and parodies. And just to be encouraged, I'll tell you what, some people, I get, sometimes I get an email or someone will come up to me after an event and say, you know, I didn't really want to come tonight. My friends made me come, you know, I was, I always love people that are forced to attend, but they said, you know, always the, the story is similar because of something terrible that's happened in my life. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say something similar to this, which is, I didn't know I could ever laugh again until I heard myself laugh tonight. Mm-hmm. So there is a healing to laughter. There is a camaraderie when you're looking at someone two seats down from you and you're like, that's totally you, you know? So I feel like it's going to be just, I, I plan to hurt people, to be honest, Bob. I want their abdomen to hurt from <laughs> laughing and their cheeks on their face to hurt from laughing. So I will feel like I've done my job if that's the case at the end. And so I feel like they will have a joy hangover that will last for several days, maybe weeks. And I just hope that God is honored in it all. All right. Anita Winfro is coming this Friday night to Columbus, to the Columbus area. Girls' Night Out at Genoa Church in Westerville, sponsored by Genoa and WRFD Radio. You can get your tickets at thewordcolumbus.com. Don't miss it. Thewordcolumbus.com. Anita, have you been to Columbus before? Many, many times. I toured with Women of Faith for off and on for oh, 10 sure. years. Sure. And so we've played Columbus many times. I have my favorite spots there. And just to come back to that area, Ohio has always been so kind to me and their gracious audiences and just fun people. And you definitely, you know, can't miss out on shouting out OH. Right? Uh, <laughs> All right, Anita, we'll be delighted to welcome you back to Central Ohio this Friday night. Again, Girls' Night Out this Friday. Get your tickets at thewordcolumbus.com. Thewordcolumbus.com. God bless you, Anita. Thank you so much. And I didn't have to really think or discern that hard. I'm feeling good about it. Uh, We'll take care of that in the next segment. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. I am um, getting more and more emails like this one that I'm holding in my hand. And uh, it's a Bob, what do I do? And sometimes my stomach kind of sinks because I don't always know what to do. We are not living in black and white times anymore. There are so many areas of gray in our society and culture is changing so rapidly around us. And we are, not we are losing, we have lost our moral compass, our moral foundation. That which 
everyone considered to be wrong is now right. That which was bad is now good. And uh, we who stand on biblical truth are more and more and more in the minority, and that minority is getting smaller and smaller and smaller as the world around us changes. Well, I got one of those emails. Um, It was actually Saturday night. I didn't see it until this morning. Uh, I don't always check all of my emails over um, over the weekend. And I will not give names or any details. I would never do that. But it's from one of my listeners, and it begins, quote, I have a situation regarding a transgender customer. The listener recounts, I have no idea what business they're in. I I don't know. The email doesn't tell me that. But this individual has a customer that uh, just a few weeks ago announced that he was going to become a she. He would become a female And he wanted my listener to know that he would very soon be known by a female name. He was becoming transgender. And as the individual began talking to my listener, evidently this individual was very confused, uh, identified as homosexual, identified as gay, but wasn't pleased or satisfied and was concerned about his own gender and sexuality and so forth. And so he went to a counselor, a doctor. And the doctor told this man, well, the reason you're confused is because you're transgender. And because you're transgender, you'll never be happy until you identify as your true self, which is a female. And this is a point that I've made over and over and over and over again. This whole transgender thing, and and you know there is no such thing as transgenderism. It's gender dysphoria. It's confusion. And in any other area of life, if a person is confused, you help them by sorting out their confusion and helping them to get rid of the confusion. You do not embrace the confusion. You know, I mean, this is a silly illustration, but someone comes to you and they're confused about how to get to a certain place. I'm really confused. I don't know whether to go north, south, east, west. I don't know whether to turn up here. I don't know whether to go left, right. I'm really confused. I know where I want to go, but I have no idea how to get there. I'm very confused. Who in their right mind would confuse them more and say, well, it it really doesn't matter. I'm going to go left, right, go up here and go left. And and you, you embrace their confusion and encourage their confusion. That would be considered cruel unless someone is confused about their gender. And then we are told we must encourage it and embrace 
their confusion, and it is cruelty. Well, again, my listener has this customer, and within three weeks, the individual's voice had changed. Quote, he was wearing makeup, carrying a purse, was wearing nail polish, using a new name, which was now female. Uh, The change had occurred so quickly, probably two weeks or less. The purpose for the email, what do I do? How do I respond? What this individual is doing is not right. How do I dress it? What pronouns do I use? And I, I thought about it and prayed about it, and I gave a response. I'm not going to tell you what my response was, but I, I don't have time to go into it. But here's my point. Some people, Bob, you spend too much time talking about that old transgender thing. Sometimes I feel that way, too. But it's coming. And if you have not been faced with this, business associate, customer, child, uncle, aunt, um, neighbor, someone at your church, you are going to be faced with this because it is exploding. Now, again, here in America, we are so far behind the rest of the world. Much of the rest of the world has had an awakening and said, (laughs) what in the world were we thinking, encouraging this transgender thing? We're not there here in America. No, 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 no. And I'm just warning you. It's coming. If you haven't faced it, you probably will. So, How are you going to face it? Number one, compassion. These people need compassion and love. But we do not help them embrace their confusion. And there comes the delicate balance where we must ask God for wisdom. How are we compassionate without embracing the confusion. Pray about it. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.